0: Hi, moneymakers, Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry.
1: Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share with your friends, your family, hey, if you have enemies, share (laughs) with them as well, and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode.
0: The heck is going on with the market? And one of the consistent questions people are asking me is, should I buy stocks now? That's one of the things that are, that I see repeating itself. So what do you think, Joshua? What's going on? What's the recap? And should we start buying stocks again?
1: For sure. So in August, since the Jackson Hole conference, when the chair of the Federal Reserve came out and said that there's not going to be any pivot very soon, they were always going to become more aggressive in raising rates until, in their terms, quote unquote, they saw substantial decreases in inflation. And since then, you know, the market has been very, very uneasy. However, a few days into the inflation print for September, the market started rallying because the month before, we had seen inflation start to go down a bit. And many people hoped that we'll continue to see that trend. However, we saw inflation numbers that were not too high. I think we missed just by like an inch, a very small percentage, but yet the m- market still panicked. Because yeah. what he thought was, man, yeah. they've raised rates all this while. And even with that, inflation is not going down as fast as we want to, it to go. And another component came out, rent, which typically counts for about 33% of, of CPI, came in very, very hot as well. You know, So the market started going down. We had the FOMC last week as well. And The Federal Reserve just came out and really said, we have to be more aggressive. The economy still has a lot of excess liquidity in there. And you know what they say, don't fight the Fed. So I think as long as the Fed remains this hawkish, as long as they're aggressive on getting rates up, trying to push the economy to become more weak, you might want to hold off of buying stocks. Now, you can start nibbling a bit, but I think we have some more downside to go.
0: I agree with you. I think that, especially with real estate, I think from what I've been observing with the market, it shows that the stock market has actually like fallen a lot. I believe I was reading somewhere where we've, we saw the highest volume of put options being bought, which is 33 million. uh uh-huh. volume in a single day, that's like the highest since, one of the highest since 2008 and put ups is basically when people are shorting the market, they believe that there is more blood to be seen in the market. So I do feel like we're reaching a point where Powell is happy with what he's seeing in the stock market. However, I think the biggest threat to if they're going to continue to increase interest rates would be in the real estate market because that, that is that has really not seen any like significant in my opinion drop because yes it's down like average of like five percent and things like that but at least in the Austin market you're still seeing like the price is still really high we are seeing some cracks and like the market is very fragile now but I think is waiting for it to like rip out blood is what he is going for. So that's one end. And another end I think he's also seeing that Unemployment numbers are not dropping. Typically, when people are like yelling recession, we would see that the unemployment numbers are dropping significantly um, or increasing rather significantly. But we're still seeing it pretty low. So the fact that unemployment is still pretty low, it means that people are going to have more wages and people will have more money and therefore they're able to buy more stuff, keeping inflation high. So until unemployment numbers starts increasing, I don't see him being less hawkish in the foreseeable future but what do you think surrounding the fact that even other countries are raising their rates as well and experiencing such a recession and the fact that even england is increasing its own interest rate i believe it was 2.25 percent and other reopening banks are also following suit here what where does that leave us what strategy should we adopt right now
1: Yeah. So last week, there was a cumulative increase of 350 basis points across all the different central banks that did rate hikes. From Norway to Sweden to England, we saw many countries come out. There are two reasons. Number one is that obviously they're also fighting inflation in their countries. But another reason, if you notice, the dollar, the DXY, has been making new highs almost every day. And that's because the currencies of those countries are getting depreciated due to inflation. And now those countries are trying to, quote unquote, fight back you know, by raising rates and strengthening their own currency against the dollar so that it can hold up at least a bit better. And for me, all these are just interactions you know, in the global financial system that, unfortunately, is just a result of this lax monetary policy. Yeah, you know, we've seen for so many years. And granted, not it's not all bad because many businesses have been able to take advantage of it to grow their companies. Yeah. You know, even individuals are been able to take personal loans, student loans in such a way that, okay, they can increase the quality of their life. But in everything, it has to be balanced. And when there is no balance, things can get really hectic and stressful in the global financial systems. And this is what we're seeing right now. All over the world, all the countries doing rate hikes at the same time. And they're not even doing like 25 basis. Some banks came out and did like a four hundred basis, but that was 1%. And that can lead to a lot of tightening and stress in a monetary system. That's what you said about the put buying. It's like that many people are trying to hedge positions because they think, oh, it's going to get a whole lot worse. And yeah. one thing I, I noticed last week, at least from when the FOMC happened, before that, we've been seeing an orderly downtrend in the market. Like the market, we've been a downtrend since January, but it has been pretty much orderly. But I started to see some panic <laughs> from last week. And that, that just shows us that, okay, we, we might be approaching the grand finale yeah. in this market. You know, we might flush heavy. I know um, this guy came out on CNBC and said uh, he believes that the market is going to drop 20% by mid-October. Then from there, you know, we can start to pick up the pieces. I was like, huh, you know, very interesting, you know, someone to predict that the market will go down so fast. But now looking at the way people are buying potentially the portfolio, it looks like they're explaining more bad news. And yeah. guess what? So many members of the Fed are going to speak this week as well. From Monday to Friday, we have several members of the Federal Reserve who are going to give their own opinion, what they think is going to happen, the trajectory for rates, and inflation. And if these people are hawkish, as I expect them to be, man, we're in for a lot more pain, especially in the real estate market because that's where there's a lot of froth. You know, we had several houses go up by 200, you know, 250% over the past years, and it is just not sustainable. I think we're talking about it in one of our older episodes that every parabolic chart always reverts to the mean, eventually, you know. And I think that's what's going to happen with the housing market. We can see, like, the Nasdaq, the Nasdaq is down, over 30% this year so it's already kind of getting back to that mean even though it has some some more to go but the housing market is it's still far off you know and that's what makes me nervous about this market that may we might still have a whole lot of downside left
0: 100% i think it's rather optimistic for people to even say that we're going to see the final flush in october Um, Unless we see, like, a significant crash in the real estate market, in my opinion, I don't think we're expecting any, like, flush until 2024 even. Because don't forget, some stocks went up 203. The Nasdaq or Dow Jones, one of them went up 150 you know, percent. We're only down, what, 30%? We have way down to go if we're going to meet. Pre-COVID levels so that's if or even if it's just 12% from pre-COVID levels Whatever but we still have a long way down so to say like it's going to end in October is rather optimistic in my opinion I think the strategy I am taking Is more of a hey I don't know how long this would go and I am not in the Business of timing the market I am just looking for good companies at a really Good price I have my eye set on Google I'm loving where it's at. If it falls below $100, even better for me. I don't think it's going to get there, but I'm just averaging in more so. I already put money aside and this is what I was going to do anyway. I was going to invest in the market anyway. So I'm putting money now and just like waiting for it to go up because it would go up, especially if you're investing in really strong companies when 2020 earnings per share and companies data didn't matter. Now it's going to matter. Now a lot of people are going to think who has good cash flow. What's your balance sheet saying? Are you healthy? Whereas back in 2020, some SPAC that doesn't even have a product was going up 70%. But now your financials are going to matter. People are wanting to know if you're going to make profit, if you're going to have good uh, earnings, if you're going to have good cash. What are your guidance saying? That's going to really matter. And earnings season is fast approaching us again. So we're going to see that and see a lot of companies suffer. So for me, I I want to invest even more so in stronger companies. It's very important and people who have high growth potential. So that's what I'm looking for into just averaging in because you really can't time the market. But say October is going to be the final flush. That's optimistic. If it happens, I'll be happy, but I'm not going to hold my breath. But do you have anything
1: else to add, Joshua? Yeah, I think another thing many people are not talking about is the real economy, mm-hmm. the actual threat. Because like, forget stocks, forget you know financial assets. What is going to happen to the real economy mm-hmm. with the Fed tight tightening this much? We've started to see, I know Meta came out last week and said that they were gonna, you know, shorten some of their hiring procedures. They're mm-hmm. gonna lay some people off. Google said some of that as well are we going to see this become the new norm where every day we're just going to see a company say, oh, we're laying off 5%, 10% of our workers? Because one thing you notice that a lot of these things happen very, very fast. All yeah. it takes is just one report. And all of a sudden you're like, "Damn, okay, unemployment is rising. So I think that's another thing we have to keep on our mind, what is actually happening in the real economy. But apart from that, I definitely agree with you. Time of the market you know, is not the best thing. There's a saying, "You know, time in the market is better than time in the market. Yeah. And I still believe in that. And actually, look at the price of Google. It's actually under a hundred dollars now. On Friday, it closed at ninety-eight seventy-four cents. So, <laughs> hey, if you like Google, it might be a time to start dipping your toes in and buying some shares. But yes, I think right now the sky looks very, very cloudy, and there's a good chance that things might deteriorate further. But this is when the big bucks are made. Yeah, like when everyone is throwing the baby out with the bathwater, selling great companies, you know, that's when you come in. I remember during the COVID crash when I saw Square at $40 and the Shopify and Tesla. That was a great point to go in. Now this is a slightly different circumstance, but the same thing still applies. If you believe in America, if you believe in these companies that they will continue to grow the revenues, then you want to be invested in those stocks.
0: Amazing. Well, that's all we have for you today, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. See you again next week. Bye, guys.
1: Bye, guys.